Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. It was after dinner at the Lane Farm, a dinner which had been quite festive this evening in honor of guests from Chicago. Del Shipley, Aunt Mary's friend, and Lily Devon, an entertainer in Del's nightclub, who was such a good friend to Peggy Douglas, Aunt Mary's niece. Uh, now the two girls are in the kitchen having shoot Aunt Mary out into the living room to chat with Del while they wash up the dishes. Where do you keep the dish towels, Peggy? Oh, in that drawer on the right, Lily. Okay. Mm, Aunt Mary certainly knows how to make fried chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I lived out here, I'd have to worry about my calories. Well, on the other hand, you get a lot more exercise living on a farm. Mm, maybe so, if you could stay awake. <laughs> I've been sleepy ever since we got here. Oh, that's just a change of air. Something happens to me when I go somewhere for a vacation. Well, it could be that it's so quiet. In the city, the only time it's ever this quiet is about 4 o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, it's time to be sleepy. <laughs> that's so. But you're such a night owl anyway. Oh, I guess I am. You get used to funny hours in show business. You like it, though, don't you? Yeah. I mean, you probably wouldn't be happy in any other sort of life. Oh, I don't know, Peggy. Sometimes I think I'd like to get out of it entirely. <laughs> and you told me about being engaged. I got to thinking that, why don't you get married, Lily? Maybe you'd be lots happier. Well, it isn't as simple as that, sugar. You don't just decide to get married and then boom, you are. There's a little matter of being in love, you know. Oh, of course. Peggy. Yes? This afternoon when you told me you were going to get married and didn't have much chance to talk about. Well, there's not much to say, really. Except that Nicholas is a very nice man. You know how I am, Peggy. I don't believe in beating around the bush. So I'll come right out with it. All right, go ahead. What about Bill, Peggy? What do you mean, what about him? Well, you're marrying Nicholas Dorn. Does that mean that you and Bill Bill and I are good friends, really. But, well, he has his own life. And I, well, I have to have mine. 
I'll admit lots of people don't approve of my marrying Nicholas. But I'm sure I'm doing the right thing. And well, that's all that matters, isn't it? Yes. I guess so. You'll like Nick, Lily. He's a very fine person. I fear you wouldn't be sold on him. So why are you here? Maybe you and Randy and Nick and I could double date. Randy's wonderful. Of course, I'm prejudiced, but don't you like him? Sure. You say that as if you're just being polite. Well, Peggy, I... Well, the fact is, somehow I, I'm not so sure your cousin approves of me. Oh, you're crazy. Well, you mustn't think that. Gee, I want you to have a good time while you're here. Ah, don't worry about me, sweetie. It's enough for me seeing you again. I only hope Dale gets a good rest. He's the one I'm worried about. She does seem a little tired, Lily. Sort of nervous. Yeah. Did you notice the way she kept looking around during dinner? As if she was expecting something? Yes. But didn't you guess what was eating her? Well, I suppose it was because Lefty didn't turn up for dinner. Oh, you're right. Oh, poor Della. I, I feel sorry for her. So do I. She can't get Lefty out of her mind. And I don't think it'll ever do her any good. No, it's strange the way Lefty acts about Dell. He's always been kind of stubborn, but I've never known him to hold a grudge for such a long time. Oh, sugar, it's, it's a long story. You mean you understand why Lefty feels the way he does about Dell? Why he won't forgive her for whatever he thinks she did? I think I do. Well, I wish you'd tell me, then. I can't tell you, Peggy. But Lefty has a reason. Maybe you'll understand it someday. Lily Devon couldn't tell Peggy the truth. That it was Peggy herself who stood between Lefty Larkin, her father, and Del Shipley, the woman who loved him. Because Peggy didn't know Lefty was her father. In another room at that same moment, Aunt Mary and Del were occupied with the same problem. The problem of Lefty's stubborn attitude. I did so hope Lefty would turn up for dinner tonight, Del. I'm terribly sorry he didn't. Oh, I hope so too, Mary. But I didn't really think he would. If only there were some way that... <laughs> so do I. But I'm afraid it's hopeless, Mary. There are things about it, about my relationship with Lefty, I've never told you. I couldn't. But if you knew, well, you'd see just what a tough proposition I'm up against. I've always realized there must be some very deep reason, something which happened between you two to cause such a terrible misunderstanding. But even so... If two people have loved each other, they should overcome their differences somehow. Well, that's the way it ought to turn out. But we're both old enough to know things don't always turn out the way they ought to. Mm, I don't know about that, Dale. <laughs> Perhaps I'm the eternal optimist. I can't help thinking things do turn out for the best. If a person does what he knows to be right and has patience enough to wait. Well, I've waited an awful long time for Lefty to come to his senses. And the way it looks now, I'm afraid he never will. Uh, Dale, I've an idea. Yeah? Well, I've been wondering about that plan we talked over this afternoon. Yes, Mary? As I told you, it seems to me you're just the right person to get that sort of place underway. A place where the young people could go. And there ought to be some way to make it practical financially. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Well, maybe if you were around, 
It might change Lefty's whole attitude. I kind of doubt that, Mary. It would just make us both miserable. It might be worth a try. Don't tempt me, Mary. I'll admit there are a lot of possibilities in this scheme of yours, but... Oh, I don't know. If I could believe the way you do, that my being around all the time might gradually wear him down to the point of being willing to forgive and forget, well, that would be a different story. Perhaps if you talk to him, Dale. Talk to him. You know how much chance there is of that. Why, he hasn't shown his face around here since I arrived. He probably won't either until we leave. Well, I won't try to persuade you, Dale. You have to do what seems best to you. I am unhappy about it, though, for all our sakes. And especially for yours. Dell Shepley sighed heavily, lapsed into a long silence, which her old friend Mary Lane understood only too well. Dell was thinking, Oh, it is a temptation. As Mary says, maybe Lefty would change his mind. Be willing to forget the past. Eventually. Maybe he gets used to seeing me around once the ice was broken. Oh, it wouldn't be fair to make a move like that without talking to him. Giving him fair warning. And I can't go to him. He's made it so plain he just doesn't want to see me. Look at the way he didn't even come to dinner. Hasn't shown up all day. That ought to be answer enough, and yet... Oh, what's the use of thinking about it? I know I haven't the nerve to go to Lefty with a proposition like that. Even if I did decide to work with Mary on this scheme of hers. If he doesn't want to see me, who am I to go busting in on him? Well, I'd better forget the whole thing. Well, it just won't work. Lefty's life and mine are... Well, they're completely separate. And that's the way they're going to be from now on. I might as well face it. But Del Shipley was wrong. There was an inevitable connection between her life and that of Lefty Larkin, the man she loved. And that connection was Peggy Douglas, Lefty's daughter. Peggy, who has always stood between Dell and Lefty. And now Dell is to learn that only she can protect Peggy from making a terrible mistake, create an unhappiness for herself, which would affect Lefty, too. <laughs> 